Welcome to Brother to Brother. I'm your host, Hayden Green. On this podcast, we ask three simple questions about fraternity life, and hopefully it's entertaining to you. Let's get started. Okay, here we are. We're back with another interview with a brother from Kappa Beta Sigma. Today we have Brother President Juan. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. And so these interviews have really just been about what Sigma means to you. And it's, as, as, as is normal with Sigma, we do things in three. So we got, I got three questions for you. And so we're just going to start off right away. Um, and the, I guess the first question is, how did you come to Sigma? What brought you to Sigma? Was it somebody that you saw? Did you see a flyer? Uh, were you one of those guys that got to school knowing that he was going to play at Sigma? How did you get to Sigma? Well, um, so my mother is a Zeta. Okay. Um, so it's in the blood. Apparently. Um, <laughs> but And most people assume that that's uh, sort of what brought me to Sigma. The, tr- the truth of the matter is it's not. It has okay. nothing to do with it. Um, when she, uh, when I was growing up and started to become aware of, especially black Greek organizations, mm-hmm. um, it didn't appeal to me, you know, um, mm-hmm. wasn't really any, anything that, uh, was as exciting as baseball, which was basically my life at that point. Okay. And, um, she would always say, you're going to become a Sigma man and, you know, and I remember being in, in high school and saying, nah, this is not for me. And she said, you know, and this is my mother. She is, she's very prophetic in, in the things that she says. And, and she says, don't worry, it'll happen. <laughs> and um, I pretty much forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgot about fraternities, forgot about, you know, uh, sororities, or even about most um, activities in the college campus. Um, now, did you play uh, baseball when you went to school? Yeah, oh, okay. so I, I played, and that was really my focus, okay. was getting to a, a D1 school that I could play baseball at, and I went to West Virginia University, and um, that was really my focus. And um, But I never imagined that there would be life outside of playing baseball. baseball. Okay. Um, you know, when, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, it was... If I wasn't playing, you know, on the school team, I was playing in in um, uh, some kind of Pick organized league or, league, yeah. mm-hmm. league or something like that. But when you're in college, it's baseball, and you know, there's a season, but there's the rest of the experience that goes into college and in the atmosphere. And um, one of the the players, um, the other black guy. Uh, <laughs> on the team, on the team. <laughs> um, and I really bonded naturally and he's actually my sans but mm. uh, plays alpha oh and uh, Sorry to hear that. <laughs> but we never knew that you know we never had that conversation but what really brought me to Sigma was um, so it's kind of an interesting story it was kind of by mistake okay um, so uh, my friends um, that lived on my floor in my dorm, um, they all were very interested. Mm-hmm. And I had a car. Um, and <laughs> so you would arrive. You know where this is going. You know <laughs> you this is going. So, but you um, come inside. <laughs> right. So I, we, we were, there's two campuses in, in West Virginia. You have the Evansdale campus and the downtown campus. So the old, old school and the new school, right? So um, our the dorms were up on Evansdale, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about WVU, it sits on a mountain. So while yes. it's only like a mile away, it's a mile up or down the hill. 
Um, so it's, it's not, you know, necessarily walkable. Um, so, uh, I remember everybody was getting ready to do, I was like, where are y'all headed? You know, he says, so one of the brothers, um, who honestly, I don't know if I was really aware that he was a Sigma, uh. um, said to me, are you going to the meeting? I am now. <laughs> what, what meeting? What meeting? This is the meeting. You know, because everybody around me was getting prepared to go to this meeting. And I was like, I, I don't know about the meeting. And, um, you know, one of the things about WVU and especially the chapter of Row Theta is we just do Mau things. Mau Mau. No, 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 not Mau Mau. That's uh, Mau Mau is no, you were the Kent State. You were the Black Panther part, the yeah, Black Panther, Black Panther chapter, very, Black Panther very, chapter. Similar, similar um, histories and philosophies. Yeah. Yeah. Kent State is Mau Mau. Interesting story behind that too. Uh, Jordan, who recently reactivated the chapter, actually mm -hmm. came from Mau Mau. Um, so it's interesting that you would say that. Um, okay. So yeah. So um, in any event, long story, you know, shorter. Um, we, you know, wasn't the type of, uh, it wasn't a, a formal interest meeting. Mm -hmm. It was more of just a meet, meet, uh, meet and greet. So I didn't have to wear a tie or any of that kind of stuff. And, um, we all jumped in the car and I found myself waiting in this waiting room. And then we went into this meeting to learn about this organization. Still did not hit me. That it was the organization your mother was Still talking about. <laughs> it had not hit me yet. It, so, and, but, you know, what I realized, and this is what really brought me to Sigma was each and every person in the room, and it was only, it's a small chapter, it was uh, maybe six of them. Mm -hmm. um, I think with the exception of one or two I had met, and I didn't know their affiliation with the organization. Uh, okay. And they were people that I admired, but I admired for the things that they were doing either Correct. on campus right, or the, right. the way in which they, they conducted themselves or maybe a conversation that we had had, um, all in different settings, mm. you know, and there were other organizations that I would see that wore their date mm. on their shirt every day. I don't know if they washed them, <laughs> you know, we're not going to be disparaging to other organizations, <laughs> even though they but, may deserve it, but, uh, you know, it, it was it was their identity, right? And, um, and you but know, these brothers seem to have their own identity, and they just happen to be sigmas as well. Exactly, and that's gotcha. really what appealed to me. And from that point on, um, you know, diving into the history of of what Sigma was about, but not only what Sigma was about, like you said, we were the Black Panther chapter. Mm -hmm. um, my mother um, happens to be a former Black Panther as well, mm -hmm. so um, that you know, history. And that's when it started to, Start you know, to click together for you. So I called my mother and I was like, Hey mom, you know, um, thinking about this organization. And she said, I know Phi Beta Sigma. And I was like, well, how did you know? I said, I told you. <laughs> and I was like, man, she, she's always right about these things. <laughs> and then, you know, the black Panther connection and really, um, you know, that always intrigued me. It's right. one of the coolest things I always tell people about my mother, especially people who know her. Mm. Um, because they know her for, you know, professionally, they know her personally, but I don't know if they all know that, that radical, you know, individual sh who she is. And it, it really, you know, creates some layers and, you know, one of my heroes, which is my mom. 
And and so it's really interesting not to get off the Sigma piece, but you know, in, in thinking about Black Panthers, and when most people think about Black Panthers who are not the the uninitiated, mm -hmm. they always think of these uber radical people who right. were running around with guns and stuff right. like that. But the Black Panther Party was so layered; there was so many different things to do and so many different things that they were trying to do right. that not everybody. Now I'm not saying that your mom wasn't one of those, but right. like, but not everybody was running around with guns and and right. you know and 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 not having the image that most people think of when they think of the black panthers they were community organizers right. they were people who were radical in their thought that black people deserved a place in this country and deserved certain services in this country just like everybody else and that was the way they were radical not necessarily um you know military in their in no their function, absolutely so. I, th I think one of the things that um, the way that I like to put it is they were the original progressives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, they yeah. were the ones who pushed the envelope, understood that the law could work for themselves or should work for them, you know, for our communities. And, you know, um, one of the things I love that my mom talks about and what really appealed to her was um, their breakfast program. Mm -hmm. um, and, and understanding, you know, even to this day, we have so many kids that without you know, when we talk about COVID and, and things like that, um, when you think about just in terms of uh, where kids are going to be able to eat, mm -hmm. you know, the school provides that service for them. And without schools being open, you know, not having that access to a, a quality meal may not be available to them. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you, you now kind of go back in history to a time when the Black Panthers were around, especially in Northern California, um, that was a reality for many children. And Absolutely. that's all, they were just trying to solve very small, very small and basic Fundamental issues. questions. Exactly. Fundamental questions of existence in this country. Exactly. This podcast is brought to you by the Brooklyn Sigmas, the brothers of Kappa Beta Sigma chapter of Phi Beta Sigma. To check out all of our programs, go to brooklynsigmas.org and see all of the ways that we put Brooklyn first. So you become a Sigma, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what year did you pledge? What, what? What year did you... Oh, uh, spring 98. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said what day. I was like, no, I don't remember. I, don't remember. I think it was a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday. Um, so you, you come in in spring 98. Yes. Uh, what has been one of your greatest memories about being a Sigma? You know, that, that's an interesting question. Um, it changes. Because um, you're making new memories? I think so. Okay. I think so. And um, some of the earlier memories weren't great. Um, you know, we, we got into trouble. Um, you know, uh, as, as undergraduates. As undergraduates. do. <laughs> and um, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think, so what would invariably be um, considered to be a negative mm -hmm. really taught me about brotherhood and you know it's it's interesting because I, I can I have conversations with um, a lot of younger brothers um, and I mean younger brothers not necessarily in age but brothers that are coming into the organization right. you know, brand new um, and you know I've I think we've all had this conversation with oh well I don't need to pay anybody to have friends mm -hmm. Um, they don't really understand what brotherhood is all about. And um, that's because it's almost impossible to describe. Good point. 
yeah it's it's much easier to show mm -hmm. um, at least you know from my experience and oftentimes it takes you know sort of like you know almost like a, a stress um, to, to build up those bonds similar mm -hmm. to how you know working out you you're basically tearing your muscle fibers so they could build it back to build up build it back up yeah okay um and i think it was that stress you know again we were a small chapter i think um it was eight of us at you know uh at, at our largest point at west virginia and again you know when you're a collegiate um you're and in in an environment like west virginia where once that first snowfall happens, you're not leaving campus, no. not to go home or anything like that. So your fraternity was basically the chapter. And mm -hmm. we're talking about a time where there was no email, when you know, the internet wasn't developed the way that it was. Um, you know, still paying long distance for phone calls to go call back <laughs> yes. home. So, you know, communications and, you know, social media wasn't a thing. So, you know, the way in which collegiates communicate now is a lot different. But for us, it was it was just the eight of us, right? You know, and it was about relying on one another, especially in these stressful situations, and still focusing on our schoolwork, right? You because know, because at the at, you know student student leader, the first part of that is student, right? Yeah, so I think that those were I think my earliest um, memories, um, and the brotherhood aspect of things is mm -hmm. definitely. Um, something I'm still learning about. Um, you know, I had I never had an, an opportunity to, you know, as a collegiate to um, be in charge of bringing in new members. Okay. Um, but as an alumni um, in the fall of uh, 17, bringing in, you know, new members into the into the organization. We still can't get them out. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and these guys, seven of them. But um, there's having those special relationships right. with them um you know is is and seeing them have the special relationships and and saying to them i remember having the conversation because i all i can do is impart my experience mm -hmm. you know i'm not talking from a place of i have more knowledge than you i'm talking about you know here's my experience and and, and you know you take with it with what you will um but seeing and explaining certain certain components of brotherhood and saying you all are not friends i don't expect you to be friends mm -hmm. you know um i honestly don't care if you argue mm -hmm. um i don't i honestly don't care whether or not you like each other mm -hmm. because i think in family there's many family members we don't like but you defend one another you know and you always you never give up on one another and seeing that and seeing, you know, the falling apart and the breaking, you know, and, and coming back together and building that brotherhood, uh, you know, and watching it work. Mm -hmm. That to me is, I think, the greatest experience of Sigma um, that I've seen is, is seeing brotherhood built. Yeah. And that's a nugget that a lot of people don't get about fraternities and when, when chapters actually work. Like, I, there are people who in my, in, in, in Sigma that, I'm not get, I don't get along with right. but that's my brother right right at the end of the day if he reaches out to me and he needs me I'm gonna be there for him mm -hmm. and it's the same way and, and people just can't find a place in their brain to make that make sense for them and I'm like but you have that inside of your own families right the, there's cousins that you don't mess with right it's right. like cousins right. who don't think the same way that you do and 
but God forbid they need your help, you're gonna like step up to the plate. Um, and I think what it is is that uh, you're born with your family, but to to make a, a decision to have that kind of relationship with somebody who isn't part of your family is something that people can't make a leap of faith for. Yep. Last week I took a picture of my cat. Her name is Puppy. It's a cute picture, but you should see my daddy's pictures. They're great. You should check them out. Go to Linktree slash Greenlight Photo and get your own copy. Okay, I gotta go play with Puppy. Bye. So. Uh, I always tell people that there are a number of things, a number of things that happen in my life, the number of places that I've gone in my life, and uh, the field that I'm in right now is because of Sigma. Uh, what things in your life do you attribute directly back to being a Sigma? Like, what what have you benefited? What some you know work experience or relationship or what has Sigma done for you? You know, it's interesting because I don't often. St- time stop to think about that um and i don't know how many people do um for me i've always tried to make sure that it wasn't a uh, a, a catalyst for anything that i did but was an, a, okay. an accompaniment okay you know um and what i've noticed over time is that some of the strongest relationships that i have with people um, you know, are oftentimes because of Sigma. And, um, and I, I think that's just a byproduct of us having, you know, sort of some, some commonality. Common, yeah, yeah, some commonality. And um, having, I think, you know, for instance, I've, there's, there's been conversations that I have with brothers, just, you know, having a, a sit down and I can have with a brother that I realize, like, you know, 30 minutes in the conversation, I've revealed a lot, mm. you know, yeah. perhaps more than I would have been normally comfortable. You know, I, I consider myself to be a guarded person, you know, and um, oftentimes those conversations um, are therapeutic in a way. All right. So the, so the fraternity has been, it's so funny because we just had a, I just sat on a panel yesterday and talked about black men with mental health and, and being mm-hmm. able to uh, uh, yeah, address the issues that are happening in our in our society and having a place to talk about things yeah. and how it affects them and how, how they're able to uh, find um, spaces where they can be vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so one of the things that we talked about is like, if you don't go to a therapist, then, you know, because there's a stigma against going to therapy, but at least finding somebody that you can have that uh, that safe space where you can have those conversations. It sounds like the fraternity has provided that for you. Yeah, I think um, I didn't grow up having a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly didn't grow up having, uh, you know, many people who functioned in that big, bigger brother role, um, little brother role. And I think oftentimes the little brother role is almost as important mm-hmm. As as the big brother role forces you to mature, yeah, yeah. Um, and be responsible mm-hmm. to someone. And um, you know, I I think that that piece is one thing because I think as as black men, um, we have a responsibility to one another, and that responsibility oftentimes is too um, informal, mm. um, and I think that lets us off the hook. Okay. You know, because if things sort of don't go the way that you want or, 
you know, um, or you, you like, I, I think the fact that the fraternity itself is a lifetime commitment or mm -hmm. should be, um, you know, the, even, even the financial component of it, the fact of paying dues has, there's a, there's a habitual responsibility to something, right? you know, right, right. and it teaches you so much about certain aspects of, of what, um, being a black man and being part of something, you know, larger than yourself. And I, I tell a lot of, I don't think a lot of people get that also. Oh, well, you know, you'll, you'll hear interests talk about, well, um, I want to be involved in service. Well, you don't need the fraternity for that. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. um, go clean up the highway, go, you know, sweep the street or, you know, give out some whatever. Um, plenty of organizations that help facilitate that that are not fraternity. That are not fraternity. You don't need to necessarily be involved in this. I think, you know, it, it's a it's it's part of our mission, absolutely. But before you can even get to that mission, and the power of that mission is really in its history, mm -hmm. and that's the that's the other component that's really very appealing to me. Like you know, one of the things in thinking into the history, you know. For almost a, well, I guess over a hundred years, we had well, maybe not over. I, I guess it was about a hundred years. We had a brother who was just missing. Right. You know, one of our <laughs> founders was just. What happened to this guy? Yeah. You know, just completely gone. <laughs> so just you know, the the that is is very compelling to me. Mm -hmm. You know, just thinking about that and sitting on my couch or in a in a long drive between um, you know, driving from, from campus to, to home, just daydreaming about what that might have been like, you know, in the early nineteen hundreds, you know, at a time where World War One, you know, was, was happening. What right. was it like for black people in America? And 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 that's the piece that gets lost on a lot of people, like you know, all of these organizations were founded in a time when uh, it was it, it was not cool, um, as in not not even fashionable. It, it was just like almost illegal to be smart, right? right? And right. so here you have these people who are professing to have uh, a higher level of education and higher thought process, and 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 are organizing in the face of the the most strenuous in the Jim Crow South and the. Yeah, in the the post the post um, liberation South, right, and just saying to the, saying to each other like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and do this, right. you know, and um, and I and I, you know, I'm Sigma, so I'm always gonna have to big up our organization, um, and I will say like, we got it done with three people, but like, you know, right. there, you know, seven people in Alpha, and like I, I don't remember how many other people were other places, but. Just the bravery of those people just sitting down in, in whichever rooms they organized in and saying, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just, the crazy piece. And thinking about what that looks like, especially us as a chapter, we meet in a YMCA similar to how oh, our, founders our founders did. Were. Yes. And, and just the, you know, the juxtaposition of that history and, and thinking about it. And, you know, we are but a blip, mm -hmm. you know, in the overall history of, of you know African Americans in this country, um, you know, but what can we now impart to uh, the future that may not know us as well? Correct. You know, um, how can we make sure that we build? Because I think far too often we've sort of reinvented the wheel as as mm. as black people. Right. And I think that's a great thing. Fighting the same struggles over and over again. Absolutely. Somebody already laid down that groundwork. Absolutely. Okay. You know and. 
and that's why I'm big on the history because, um, you know, and, and digging into the history, Sigma is one of the, the only fraternities that doesn't actually know its first 100 members. Mm. You know, and that's sad. But what it does mm. is it makes us more cognizant of that, that history is very important that we... Because maybe we didn't realize this was historic. Did we realize that, you know, three right. men and right. did we envision, did our founders envision this, us, you and me sitting here right. talking about 106 years of history? I don't know. Right, right. And, you know, that that's that's really <laughs> a profound thing because we oftentimes, you know, we, we uh, romanticize our founders. All of our organizations romanticize our founders and think that absolutely they, they they were about founding something that was going to last uh, for this amount of time and and there's no way that I think that they could have had that kind of premonition right. that it, it would have been an international organization like that has chapters in Ghana right yeah. now yeah. right so um, and so, but we like to believe that it was like, oh yeah, that's this is the role that they this they is took. exactly they what, took. what they had in mind. <laughs> but it's uh, it's 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 interest. It's a very interesting thing that when you start to peel back all of the different layers. Yeah. And so. I mean, from the time in which you know, if and I don't want to take them out of the equation, but from the time in which you know the Alphas were founded to the time in which Sigmas were founded, you know, taking out the Iotas, you know, that period of time was less than ten years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these all these organizations in, were founded, you know, 10 years ago in our chapter. Not much has changed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so to think about how that, you know, that vision was at that time and why, what was what was the what happened that made such greatness happen in this 10 year span? You yeah. know, and, 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 and that's, I stop and wonder about that all the time. Like what was going on in the world, in the country yeah. that made this 10 year span such a, uh, a, a catalyst for yeah. the creation of all of these organizations. And then you expand it even furthermore to when Sigma Gamma Rho comes along right. in, in 1922. 1922. And again, not meaning to exclude the alphas, but they came along, the Aliotas, the, they but they came, came along, along much yeah. later. Yeah, but, absolutely. And then, you know, the, the, the the thing about it is, is, is if you, if you, again, start to think about the sororities and and the fraternities and those those relationships that were built, and you know over time what steps needed to be taken and and sort of those forgotten heroes that you know mm-hmm. was there a day when this whole thing was gonna fall apart? And somebody like put it on their back and they just <laughs> you know carried it. You know, we again we have those romanticized um, images of uh, Scruggs and 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 um, and the Taylor brothers. Like yeah. like we talk about that all the time, but there's probably a lot of other places that we don't don't have those histories about. Yeah. Well, you know what? Thank you. You know, this is started off with your experience, but again, it you can't talk about our own personal experiences without talking about the history of the organization. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. And so uh, this has been another installment of talking with the Brothers for Kappa Beta Sigma. Uh, and, uh, and one of these days we'll interview somebody from another chapter. But we got enough Brothers in Kappa Beta Sigma. So I think we'll, <laughs> we'll get through these first. All right. Thanks, bro. Thank you.